it okay if I ask you questions of like what's going on on the screen? No. Welcome to MMA on the Rocks. My name is Bill Welker. You are listening to episode 273 of the podcast, or you're joining me live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, as long as we're not banned from Facebook this week. Today is I just got the notification that you went live on my Apple Watch. Look. Great. Thank you. What a co-host you are. <laughs> Today is Sunday, February 6th. And as you can tell, that's not the voice of Jeff the Animal Wilson. In fact, it is the voice of my lovely wife, Miss Claudia. Well, How are you doing? Not legally, but, you know, spiritually. That's <laughs> spiritually is what matters. <laughs> uh, how are you doing uh, well. this evening? I'm doing great, actually. We are in one of the most famous cities in the world, New York City, specifically the borough of Manhattan, right across the street from the Port Authority. Uh, spending some time here for work, for our business mm -hmm. that we run as a team. Team, yeah. 70-30. Sure. <laughs> 90, 10. 90-10, all right. Yes. But you are a good, great support, and I appreciate you being there with me, and you have great ideas, and I appreciate all the hard labor and lifting that you do. I do a lot of lifting. Yes. That's it. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just the muscle. Um, we are here for the New York Now Winter Convention, uh, which we just attended at the Javits Center, uh, just to get some ideas for participating this coming summer for our business, having a booth in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so we went in there, walking around, and... Uh, we are also, big news, kid-free this weekend. Uh, we flew into New York on Friday, Friday night, uh, checked into the hotel here uh, near Times Square. Who's Martellus? Just a message. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> deal with the comments. <laughs> he's, Mark is from Australia, and he's welcoming you to the show. But that's cool. But how come it don't? How come it doesn't say there's like anyone watching? <laughs> don't worry about that either. That's never accurate. Oh. Um, so thank you, Mark, for welcoming our guest here. I've I've heard of Mark. I am aware. I do know of Mark. <laughs> yeah, I do. You have to know Mark. Yes. You've ever seen you've the show. You've mentioned him to me. I do recall. I, I know he's bought one of well, your shirts. I mean, you listen to the show, right? Yes. Yes, I know he's a fan from Australia, and I know that you're really happy to have him like as a part of you know of your course i'm life. happy to have everyone who <laughs> takes time out of their schedule to listen to mma on the rocks now <laughs> mark's a serial pest <laughs> um where was i so we flew into new york city on friday night uh saturday we trekked across the frozen tundra that is manhattan right now it was what was it 26 degrees yeah yesterday? 20 something with a car seat strapped with a wind chill to ourselves and a child strapped to the other that we were yeah, swapping we back had and to forth carry her she doesn't want to walk and um we made it to grand central terminal where we took the train up to westchester new york and unloaded 40 pounds of baggage yeah. that is our toddler yeah we burned a lot of calories that day we did it was a uh, 12,000 steps i think we put in and, and most of it with a 40 pound weighted vest so kiddo is with grandma and grandpa for the weekend for the first time away from both and of we us haven't been ever. we haven't been without her since she's been born right since before not together we've right. been away from her separately but we've never been without her just you and me yeah and the saddest part about it is that she doesn't miss us I know, in the slightest she doesn't even care <laughs> yeah we we facetimed with her last night and she wanted nothing to she do with us. She doesn't even talk to us. We called this morning. <laughs> she did not uh, give a fuck. Like, I'm happy, but, like, I'm sad at the same time. Like, I'm glad that she's getting along so well with her, with your parents. But, it's you know, it's a bummer that she doesn't miss us. Ariana. If I'm you, not taking it If you ever go back and watch these shows one day, Ariana, just know that it's nice to have a little bit of freedom from you, but... It would be nice if you missed us a little bit, yeah, kid. Yeah, she does. She does. Anyway, on to the important things that people want to hear about. So we are sipping 
You got to tell me what you think about this, too, because I didn't even tell you what you were drinking. Elijah Craig, straight rye whiskey, 94 proof. Um, as I said, it is bitter cold here in New York City, so I figured a little rye whiskey, a little spice, um, something higher proof but not so high proof that the wife can't sip on it. You're I like it. You're drinking this straight, and yes, oh, you actually need a refill. It is very strong, so I'm definitely taking my time with it. Um, but it it's strong, but I like it, and it doesn't burn. It's not strong so strong that it doesn't hurt going down. Doesn't hurt going down, folks. Uh, you know what hurts me is the state of New York City right now. And you and I yeah. have been talking about this over the yeah. past couple of days. It's just this city used to have a life and an energy to it. And you I don't, don't know that you're from here, right? And then we spent time here. I mean, I lived here. I worked here. I've been I lived here 14 years, lived in Harlem, Brooklyn. Upper East Side, and then Jersey, Weehawken. So, yeah. I and mean, it was fun. We had a great time. I loved it. Oh, my God. We have a lot of great memories in New York. I was born and mm -hmm. raised uh, 30 minutes it. north of New York City. I'd be out two in the morning, having a lot of time in my life, feeling safe. Yeah, well, those days yeah. are long gone. That's but it's just a different, it's not this, it's just something's different. It's weird. Something sucks the life mm -hmm. out of this city. Um not the same you know i don't know if it was the pandemic or um i mean we are here look look we have to be fair we are here during a time where it's freezing cold it's 20 degrees out so it's that's amplified right but no but new york city like when you think of new york city you think of the winter time rockefeller center the christmas tree the rockets like there's so much yeah, going on in new york in the right winter now. We're past it. I'm just, like, I'm just saying, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's still, there's, it's still different. No, something like this city has taken a beating, and it shows. Yeah. And it, it makes me sad. It's, um, it, it's definitely different. Let's talk about some redeeming qualities. Dollar slice pizza, still off the charts. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> I didn't, I for, I mean, I he's always talking about it. I never really think about it, but it's true. Like it's when you have a slice of pizza from New York, it is like the best pizza you've ever had in your life compared to what the stuff you're getting in your hometown of us, like 50 Harbor, Florida, <laughs> we're not getting yeah. good pizza. In Florida, the it's, pizza There's is... such a difference. It's so poignant, you know, like, you know, you're like, oh, that's why, that's why and, <laughs> New York pizza is so much better. <laughs> I'm happy to hear a non-native New Yorker say this because you know, living in Florida now, when I tell people like you can't, and it was dollar get, pizza. Can't get good pizza. It was like the ship pizza. If, I mean, who who can't like dollar pizza? This doesn't work. Let's talk a little. Sorry, um, <laughs> I was really getting like when it, when I tell people in Florida like there's nothing like New York pizza. You know, you get like yeah. I I guess if you never experienced it and all you know is pizza from one of the other forty nine states, um, you think it's fine. But when you grew up with New York pizza, and I, I don't know what it is. Some people say it's the water. And then I heard that was debunked because people get the water shipped to other states and their pizza is still trash. Um, I think it's it's a combination of the water and the weather conditions. Because Altitude. in Florida, especially, like the humidity causes the, the yeast to rise differently or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm not a scientist. Um, all I know is that there's nothing like New York pizza. So we got dollar slices on Friday night and it was better pizza than you could find anywhere in the state of Florida. And it doesn't look that great. You guys could probably still see it. It's definitely the best. I don't, there, I've never had anything better in Florida. Yeah. Like there's just, just and then this was a dollar pizza. Florida pizza is just drywall with cheese on it and like ketchup. Um, it, that's what it tastes like anyway. And I'm sure they put a lot of effort into it and everything, but there's just something about it. It's the bagels too. So it's something with the bread and the yeast and something about this area. It's definitely the water. You know, a lot of people would think that New York city has dirty water, but the water from New York city actually comes from up in the Adirondacks. And it's, it's some of the best tasting water in the world. Like um, tap water in New York has like a sweetness to it. Um, that's, that's not like anything anywhere else. Like everywhere else you have to have filters and 
carbon and charcoal and all kinds of shit um, that your water has to run over before it's actually potable. Um, but here you drink it right out of the tap and it's, it's incredible. Um, so, you know, quite a bit of nostalgia. Being... Mark lived on Dollar Pizza in New York. Mark, you lived exclusively on Dollar Pizza in New York. See, the way I do this is like I address the comments when it's like kind of fits into the flow. Of I just the... didn't want you to miss it. Oh, I never missed the comments. I just want to like I, raise your attention to it. I noticed them all. I just, I just, I didn't, multitask want, you, I didn't, Mark, I didn't want Mark to think that we were ignoring him. Uh, I don't think Mark would ever feel that way. And I don't think it would stop him from tuning in anyway. Um, in any case, so there's a great bit of nostalgia <laughs> being here in the city, but it's like kind of sad to see the state that it's in. There's like, you know, human feces on the ground yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> this comment I have to acknowledge right away. Coach Bill, finally some eye candy on this damn show. Bill, I'm Thank on the you. show every week. Appreciate that. <laughs> you get all this eye candy every time you tune in. Um, <laughs> I think he's talking about you, though. I I I figured, I did well, I did say I appreciated that. Cheers, cheers to Coach Bill. Um, so there's there's great nostalgia. Hold on, I gotta get that. Yeah, somebody's, your microphone. Somebody's knocking at the door. It's probably just some fans of the show found out where we were staying. There's great nostalgia staying um, here in the city, but seeing the state that it's in, with with uh, you know human feces on the ground. It's not a great look for Manhattan. I don't know if it was, um, I don't know if it was the pandemic or the politicians. I don't want to get too political on here. I don't want people, you know, trying to get me kicked off of Spotify like Joe Rogan. So I'm, I'm going to avoid uh, the political issues here. But Manhattan is just not the place that it used to be. Um, and, and we're trying our best, you know, we did a little bit of bar hopping while we were here. We did a little bit of restaurant hopping and there's the door again. Um, you know, when you do a show of this magnitude, it just, um, you know, you're barraged constantly with fans. So, you know, once I they find out. By the way, do you think they were filming a porn down the hall when we got off oh the elevator? Oh, my God. So we were coming out of the elevator, and the night before, we came out of the elevator, and there was a cloud of smoke, weed smoke, and that's, okay, whatever, fine. But Can you guys not... believe they were smoking marijuana in New York City? <laughs> but, like, you walk through, you could see the smoke in the air. Tonight, we came out, and we heard them. We heard them, like, doing it for real like doing it I, I don't know i feel like she was a little over the top i don't, I don't know how he real. thinks that they were filming a porn because of the way that she sounded because yeah. it was like dramatic <laughs> the, the best... we paused we were actually listening and the housekeepers were also in the, in the hallway and i looked at them and she i could tell she was laughing behind her mask and i was like i said in spanish like haha that's funny and she she apologized. She's like, "We're we're sorry. I'm sorry." I'm like, "That's not your fault." I feel like this is the start to a porno. Like you start talking to the housekeepers in Spanish, and then you're like, "Te gusta?" Bang, bang. And then, <laughs> and then the, you know the housekeepers come. Or what in if here. it's like the housekeeper that comes out of that room that was making all that noise? No, then the housekeepers come in here with us. Let me write the story here. I'm the storyteller. The housekeeper comes in here with us, and you know we're like, we've got Elijah Craig straight rye. And then things escalate. You Are you know? trying to say that you want to do it with a housekeeper? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, this is probably the is way that what you're saying. This is probably the way the listeners assume <laughs> it went down. Well, either way, say. yes, we're not staying in this hotel again. Bottom line. <laughs> well, Mark, who Mark? Do you know who Young Jamie is on Joe Rogan podcast? No. Mark is like, so Young Jamie is like the producer. And Joe will ask him to Google something. Uh -huh. Mark is is like that for this show. Like Mark is always filling in the blanks when I don't know something or uh. I don't have some information. Mark will Google it real quick or just provide the information. So he's going to do his due diligence and check all his porn subscriptions and let us know if there were any porns uh, filmed in this hotel. Mark, if you find us 
He'll know there. if there are horns in this hotel. Well, I mean, you know, poetic license here. Okay. You gotta give him a little, uh, little wiggle room here. It, it's a, it's a joke. Okay. It's a satire. That's what we do here. When, anyway. Um, so we're trying to find the positive in New York here. We're going to go see a Broadway show tonight. Mm -hmm. We're going to go see That's right. Chicago mm -hmm. in New York. In two hours, it starts. Um, you know, enjoying a little kid-free time. We've been doing some... This is fun. I like not having a kid around for a little bit. Well, Ariana, you ever listen? That's only <laughs> I know. A, I mean, obviously, I love you, but you're having a great time. You don't even miss us. Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say I'm having. I deserve this time. I wouldn't say I'm having a great time without our child. This is but. our. The, you know, just on the record, this is the first time since she's been born that we've ever done this. So we don't like. This is not. We don't do this. You know, some parents go jetting every way every weekend, leave their kid behind with some nanny. Nope, we're here. But this is the first time we've done this. They leave their kid with some nanny while they're smoking weed and filming a porn in the <laughs> <laughs> in a hotel room. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to find the positives here, but it's been a bit of a letdown. Like, we went out to dinner last night. The food was not so great. We, we stopped um, for some drinks and a snack at a restaurant. And let, let me bring this topic up because it's been a hot topic um, for the wife here. We ordered a French onion soup at this bar that we went to, which will remain nameless because I don't want to drag them through the mud on this gigantic yeah, platform that relevant. I have here. It's not relevant. I thought it was fine. And well, why don't you describe the French onion soup? Well, first of all, I ordered a French onion soup. Okay. So I expected a French onion soup, right? If you order, if you order something, you expect it, right? You expect what you order. That's right. So lo and behold, they bring a chicken broth. That's Tortilla soup. <laughs> there was no but tortillas. No tortillas without tortillas. But it was basically a chicken soup with the onions and I don't was there even bread in there? There was, but you told me to eat it all because you're doing Okay, both bread parts. and cheese. The color of the broth was blonde, clear, translucent. Okay, if you know that uh, French onion soup is made from beef broth. And if you know beef broth, you know that it's a dark brown. So why is my French onion soup that's supposed to be made out of beef broth light blonde color? It That doesn't make sense to me. So I questioned it, not you know, to anybody, but to Bill. And I'm like, Bill, uh, this is not like, there's something's wrong here. This is not French onion soup. And he's like, well, it tastes fine. It's good. And I'm like, well, that's not the point. I don't care. Fine, it tastes good. But the point is, it's not beef broth. And I'm like, that's the point. Like, I wanted French onion soup. That's supposed to be made of beef broth. But I got French soup. I mean, chicken soup. So here's the where we're getting down to. French onion soup. Beef broth, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Travis Hatfield entered... Your, I'm sorry. I know you wanted to announce your get your guests, but I, well, I, I put think it, I think you're getting extra guests because I'm on your show right now. Well, I, I mean, how would people know that you're on the show unless they already? Because I this think show? they see that um, somehow it's triggered in the algorithms of Facebook. Did you share it somewhere? No, I haven't even touched it. So it just the show just picked up your face and distributed it somehow. I think I, somehow I think so. Google's smart. Uh, whatever stream platform you're on is being connected to the algorithms that pull my face and pull in the people that follow me and see that I'm online. I mean, Travis is a, is a regular viewer. Hamburgers are great, but if I show. order a steak, I want a steak. Right, you're, you're, yeah, exactly. You're you're jumping ahead. I was telling you, I'm like, here. if I order a pizza and you get a flatbread, like you'd be like, this is not a pizza. It's a flatbread. Why am that, I getting a flatbread? That's pretty much the case anytime you order a pizza in Florida. In any case, Travis, thank you for tuning in. Shout out to Travis, mutual friend of Claudia and myself, welcoming Claudia to the show. Um. Mark agrees with Claudia being upset about the French onion soup thing. Mm -hmm. To me, 
like it didn't taste like a French onion soup, but here's my thing. Like we went to a restaurant last night that will also name, well, it was Who called. Who cares? It's called the restaurant. It was called a restaurant, which is a horrible name. I mean, nobody's going to go. Nobody's horrible name. Not like what restaurant. we say is going to matter, but don't go there. I, everything we say <laughs> matters. Um, the food was like, eh. So I was like, this French onion soup, it doesn't taste like French onion soup, but it's better than anything we had at restaurant. Um, they probably only named their restaurant the restaurant to like capitalize on keywords. I um, imagine it doesn't help keywords though, because like if you if you search for restaurant in Manhattan, five million things are gonna show up. Well, like there's that's how pathetic they are. Yeah. We it, had they gave us guacamole out of a bag. Well, we never saw the bag. Well, but, we can only assume, yeah, but it, assume. I mean it definitely was not fresh, and that shrimp was not fresh either. Yeah, the shrimp had a little freezer burn going on. A little freezer burn taste to it. Um, you know what doesn't have a <laughs> freezer burn? And then they burn? never wanted to bring our check. You know what doesn't have a freezer burn taste to it? My darling. That's one thing. Just that kind of, just to say real quick, the service in New York, we have not ha received nice service anywhere. That's not true. We haven't. We've had... The, the bartender at the last place was nice. He was nice and attentive, but he was woo-woo, like... A little crazy. Yeah. This is New York. Um, A lot of things have gone downhill. The, the vaccine passport thing, very strange. Like, we couldn't get into a brewery yesterday because... I forgot my ID. Claudia had her vaccine passport. But I forgot my ID. But didn't have an ID, you know. It was in my back of the hotel. They wouldn't let me in. We don't think about IDs anymore because we don't get carded places, but... Now you have to have a, a vaccine passport <laughs> and it has to match your identification, which I guess it makes sense to a certain degree, but it's just a little bit weird for people of our age to be denied access to a bar because of identification. Like I've never, I can't remember the last time I even got carded to go into a bar. New York is brewery. definitely, I mean, we're, we live in Florida, so I don't know where a uh, majority of your listeners live, but uh, Florida is a complete 180 from New York. I will tell you that. It's like feeling, it's a culture shock almost, like being here. Yeah. Florida is like freedom. Like this is, it's almost like it, there's no pandemic in Florida, honestly. I hate to say, I mean. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess the Omicron variant spiked in both places. Everybody kind of went through it, whether you're vaccinated or we're both vaccinated, by the way, whether yes. you are or not, um, Omicron, Om Omicron gotcha. Um, Travis says he wouldn't ID us because we look old enough to consume. I think he's saying we're old. <laughs> yes. It's the, it's the beard, I think. Growing the beard out. It's the, so. matu it's the maturity. Um, what, what do you think of the beard now that we're public? You, you like, baby, you ask me this all the time. I mean, it's, I like it. It's fine now, but I want to see if you have a different answer now that we're in front of the public. It's fine. I like it now how the way it is now. Sure. Okay. Let me know what you guys think of the beard. Uh, in any case, uh, Elijah Craig straight rye. Is this doing the trick oh. for you? Did I make oh, did you, you know what? Remember I was supposed to take a nap. <laughs> Yeah, well, once I start talking about the fights, you're going to go okay, okay. nap time. So Claudia has uh, this habit of falling asleep during <laughs> <laughs> during Broadway shows. So we had to make sure we budgeted enough time for her to take a nap. Yes, uh, and, a, and the show's at 7. We have to be at the show at 7. It's 5.15 now, FYI. Yeah, so, I mean, is this you checking out? I'm Okay, so we have to leave. We're, if we're going to skip food, then we have to leave at 6.30. Yeah, you should take a nap. I gotta leave. I gotta say goodbye. Okay. I'm just gonna do a little 20 minute cat nap, I think. All right. Well, why don't you uh, give us your final thoughts on this Elijah Craig straight rye here? I'm gonna take one more shot. Okay. Take a sip. And hopefully uh, this will knock me out. What? What if it knocks me out? And what? I don't what are your thoughts on this rye, though? You would you prefer to have this in the bar at home? I mean, sure, I like it, honey. You did drink it straight, like normally you like a little. Little rocks, a little bit watered down. You, you took it like a champ. Mm -hmm. I like it. I'm proud of you. Well, I think I'm primed. I mean, I've, I've been doing this 
it's like a regular thing for me now. I don't know. Like, it's just easier for me now to drink this type of stuff. Me too. You know? All right. Is there any parting words you want to say? You want to plug your uh, social media or anything? <laughs> you want the... Uh, Unless you want to... <laughs> Follow me and learning about doing yoga. <laughs> you want these? You want these wackos? You want? You want to see me doing yoga? You can follow me at Clotterella. <laughs> Clotterella, like Clotterella. Cinderella, but Clotterella. C L A U D E R E L L A. Nobody's gonna. Who cares? Clotterella. It's a it's a social media handle. It's not an STD. Yeah, but uh, I don't really post anything but Ariana stuff and yoga. Stuff. Coach Bill says to set an alarm, don't oversleep. Yeah, I'm the alarm. That's a good idea, babe. So I'll just figure. It I'll out. wake you up in, when the show is I done. Think, I hope I didn't. I just slapped over the mic. I hope that wasn't really annoying. Yeah, it probably sounded for horrible for anyone I listening apologize. with headphones. <laughs> I um, it's all right. They're used to my voice, so they can handle any kind of pitchiness. Okay. Here, hand it to me behind my back. Here. All right. Thanks for joining the show, sweetheart. Enjoy your nap. You're just showing your backside to the whole internet here. It's not that kind of show. It is not that kind of show. All right, folks. All right. Uh, you got to be quiet back there now because we're, we're talking about uh, manly things here like whiskey and MMA. All right. Uh, so that was that. Mark says thanks for dropping by, Claudia. It was great to see you on the show. Mark is so cordial. All right. All right, Claudia says thank you. All right, take your nap now, sweetheart, so we can make it through Chicago later. All right, let's talk some fights, folks. We had UFC Fight Night 200 last night, or UFC Vegas 47, but who's keeping track? Um, I barely am sometimes. I, I, can't, I can't deal with the uh, Fight Night this and Vegas that and Apex, and but this one's over here, and... Cleveland or Saskatchewan or wherever it's going on. Sean Strickland versus Jack Hermanson in the main event. Middleweight challengers. I think going into this, it was kind of assumed a big victory might get a title shot for either one of these guys, just for a little bit of parity in the division because Israel Adesanya is on his second lap uh, through this division, uh, which, you know, could very well get held up if, if Robert Whitaker wins the rematch next week. Um, so, and I, I know Mark is already rooting for that, but before we get to UFC 271, let's talk about the card from last night. So uh, a little bit lackluster of a main event, you could say. So Sean Strickland gets the win, split decision win over Jack Hermanson, basically by sticking his jab in his face the whole night. And Jack just didn't have an answer for it. So that was the story of the fight. I think the most exciting part of the fight was people getting angry about the decision because Sal D'Amato scored the fight for Jack Hermanson. Now, if you just look at the faces of these two and – I, I showed the difference to um, to my wife last night. And uh, I said, who do you think won this fight? Looking at their faces. And Jack's face was battered. Sean Strickland looked like, you know, he just got out of a sauna or something. Like he just was a little bit overheated. Um, but he looked fine. No damage at all. Uh, I realized he took some, some leg kicks and things like that. But for the most part, it was the Sean Strickland's jab show. Uh, the, the most exciting talking point about this is the fact that Sal D'Amato somehow scored this fight for Jack Hermanson, which uh, that's a problem. Um, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting win, but it was pretty one-sided beating. I think anybody with any level of consciousness, not even experience with MMA or, or combat sports in general, would have scored this fight for Sean Strickland. Um, I don't know of anybody with, uh, with, you know, two eyes and an ESPN subscription that would have scored this fight for Jack Hermanson. Like, I just, I don't see, I don't see a scenario where that would be possible. 
Um, any case, let's talk about Sean Strickland. So pretty lackluster, um, just basically stuck his jab in his face the whole night. And, um, you know, he got it done. And he came out after the fact and he said, no disrespect to Jack, but I feel like I wasn't in this fight mentally. I was treating it like a low-level sparring session. And, you know, maybe he was a little flat because he spars basically the week of the fight, which generally is considered not good practice. But, um, you know, who's to say one way or the other? If it helps him mentally to keep sparring the week of the fight, um, great. Um, you, you know, maybe that's his thing. Maybe that works for him. It helps him stay in the right mindset. Um, but we know from even back in the pride days, like Fedor used to say he would stop sparring 11 days uh, before his fight. So not even fight week, but, you know, most of the week before he would not be sparring. Um, who's right? I don't know. There is no right or wrong, like different training, different mindsets, different body types, um, whatever the case. I'll take a different spin on this. Let's say it was an off night for Sean Trickland and he was flat. He still basically shut out one of the top guys in the division. So what would that say about Sean Trickland if he showed up, you know, at his peak? Um, and he was sharp. Um, that says that he could contend, you know, for the title in this division. However, um, knowing how this business works and, you, you know, knowing kind of the mindset of the UFC and the matchmaking and everything like that, based off of this performance, I don't see him getting the winner of Israel Adesanya and, uh, and Robert Whitaker. Sorry, folks, I'm dealing with a bit of a internet issue because I'm on hotel Wi-Fi here. So hopefully you're all still with me. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it happening, especially with the card next week, having a, a big middleweight fight on it between Jared Cannonier and uh, Derek Brunson. I think if, if Cannonier has like an impressive win that could lead to a title shot. I don't know if they'll do the rematch between Brunson and Adesanya, but, um, and I don't know if they would do the rematch between Brunson and Whitaker either, because that was such a, that was such a one-sided fight as well. Um, so I think, man, that's a tough call. We're going to have to see basically how next week plays out between Whitaker and Adesanya, and between Brunson and Cannoneer, like, it's all pretty much up in the air. Like, if those are both kind of stale fights, like, maybe Sean Strickland could be thrown in there for the title shot. I don't know. Um, Let's see. I would love to see. I got to tell you. So, the highlight of this whole card for me, hands down, was Chidi and Jukawani. Um. Of course, the brother of Anthony and Jukawani, who just recently fought in Eagle FC. You guys might have heard me talk about that last week. Um, Chidi is just a beast, man. He's he's so fucking fast, and he's got so much power, and he's so explosive. Um, Thirty-three years old. He's got you know almost thirty fights in MMA. Finally made his UFC debut. And he had the second fastest knockout, I think, in UFC middleweight. No, in UFC debut history against Marc-Andre Barriol. Uh, so this was on the prelims, Shidi and Jukawani against Marc-Andre Barriol. And it was just such a clean combination. It was a 2-3-2, two, two, put Barriol down, couple of hammer fists, fights over. 16 seconds in, Chris Tagnoni has to come in and separate it. What a fantastic debut. What a fantastic performance. I hope he got a bonus for that. Uh, somebody please confirm. Uh, it was the most impressive performance of the night to me by far. Um, I would love to see a fight between Chidi and Jukawani and Sean Strickland. 
Um, you know, that's a big jump because Sean Strickland just fought in a main event and Chidi was on the prelims making his UFC debut. But I'm just jumping ahead a little bit. Hell, I would love to see Njukawani against Adesanya. I think that would be fun. Um, for a guy who's 33 years old, the fact that he can move that fast is just mind-blowing to me. Um, and maybe it's just me because I've never been a fast guy. I've never had fast hands. Um, I've always been more of a, I guess, timing beats speed kind of guy. But I'm still so impressed when I see people with speed and explosiveness and they're able to harness it and control it. Um, it's just it's just so awesome to me. Um, let's see. I'll jump back up the card. Nick Maximov gets a split decision over Punaheli Soriano. Um, this was uh, this fight was okay. You know, I thought Maximov won. I don't think the judging was as bizarre as the main event, but I I can't see watching this fight and thinking Soriano won. Like, he got taken down, I think, 12 times by Maximov and, and beat up while he was on the ground. So I don't know how you score a fight who got for a guy who gets taken down 12 times. Um, another really impressive performance for me, uh, and this was one I was telling you guys last week to keep an eye on. Uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, who's just a humongous welterweight. I mean, he's built at 6'1", but I feel like he's taller than that. Maybe it's just because he fights at 170. I feel like he looks like so much taller than his opponents. But um, First round KO over, I believe, the previously undefeated Carlson Harris. Let me just double check that. Carlson Harris was, in fact, undefeated. Um, no, he wasn't 17 and five. You're way off, Bill. Lay off of that Elijah Craig straight rye, even though it's so delicious. Um, yeah, Rachmanov is a problem, man. Uh, he's got solid grappling. He's got explosive striking. You know, he finished the fight with that spinning hook kick, followed it up with punches he was, he was throwing hammer fists, basically like standing straight up. That's how long his reach is. He was just like reaching from the top of his head and just slamming his fist down into Carlton Harris's face. Um, let's see. Brendan Allen took this fight on Tuesday, I believe. Moved up a weight class and took on Sam Alvey. I forget who Sam Alvey was supposed to fight, but it wasn't Brendan Allen. Mark Fellows wants to see Rachmana versus Shamayev. Yeah, hopefully down the line we do get to see that. I think that's a fantastic fight. Uh, they're both super explosive on the feet, both very solid grapplers. Um, so Brendan Allen, Sam Alvey. Brendan Allen um, basically knocks Sam Alvey out in the second round and then uh, locks in a rear naked choke. Obviously, we know Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen is a spectacular grappler. Uh, locks up that rear naked choke. And, um, you know, it lights out for Sam Alvey. I imagine this is the last time we'll see Sam Alvey in the UFC. Um, I And I hate to be on this bandwagon because I like Sam Alvey. I think he's a great guy. I think he always puts on entertaining fights, but... In his last nine fights, he's only won none of them. And he's gone to a draw once, I think. Um, and I don't recall anyone in UFC history having that kind of a losing streak and being allowed to stick around. I realize he was on the, the wrong end of some bad decisions at a few points. And he's just such a likable guy. Mark wants to know if Alvi earned a contract extension with that loss. Maybe. Maybe he did. Like, oh, man, Alvi, you really you really got the shit choked out of you. We're going to give you another six fights. <laughs> like, what What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, Brian Battle and Treshawn Gore, two Ultimate Fighters season 20. Something? 29? 
I don't know what season of the Ultimate Fighter are we on? Somebody tell me. Um, they were both on the same season of the Ultimate Fighter. Brian Battle won the season. I, if memory serves correct, Trayshawn Gore was not able to continue. He was undefeated going into this fight at three and zero. I, I kind of feel like Trayshawn Gore won this fight, but Brian Battle got the unanimous decision. At the end of it, Trayshawn Gore looked, you know, pretty much like Sean Strickland looked at the end of the main event. And Brian Battle looks like he has permanent facial damage. Um, you know, I guess he, he scored enough points to win it. But, you know, again, if you looked at these two guys side by side at the end of the fight, and I asked you to tell me who do you think won the fight, a hundred and one percent of you would probably say Treshawn Gore won the fight without seeing the fight. And I'll admit I was in and out on this one. Uh Juliana Rosa squeaking away with the split decision over Steven Peterson. So Rosa, you know, I thought he won the first round. Then Steven Peterson kind of put it on him in the second, and the third round was really close. Arosa coming away with a split decision. I'm not mad at it at all. Julian Arosa, another uh, Ultimate Fighter alumni on this card, season 22. Uh, he was on the same season as the great Billy Quarantello, friend of the show, as you all know. Um, let's see. John Castaneda submits Miles Johns. Well, with an arm triangle choke in the third round. Um, this was a good fight, and uh, the arm triangle it happens to be one of my personal favorite submissions. Put Miles Johns unconscious in this third round. Um, impressive, to say the least, and um, very, very good performance by John Castaneda. Uh, Hakeem Dawadu, unanimous decision over uh, Mike Terzano. It was all right. Uh, <laughs> I already talked at length about Chidi and Jukawani uh, over uh, Mark Andre Barriol. I I can't express to you enough how impressed I was with Chidi and how much I look forward to his second UFD fight, uh, which I hope is soon. Uh, Alexis Davis unanimous decision over Julia Stoliarenko. Uh, Alexis Davis got caught in a really tight armbar in the first round of this fight. Very impressed with her toughness there. Her arm was hyperextended, uh, and she still fought through it and fought through the rest of the fight with probably a very damaged elbow uh, joint or something there because that that arm bar looked uh, pretty vicious from Stoliarenko, but Alexis Davis still able to come away with the decision. Uh, Jael Ten Almeida also making his UFC debut against Danilo Marquez. Um, this dude's a beast, man, at light heavyweight. This was the second most impressive performance of the night for me. Uh, Almeida dragged Marquez to the ground and was just stuck to him, had his back mounted him and was just beating the shit out of him. Like it, and Marquez was probably fine, still fully conscious, but you know, Mike Beltran had to step in there because he was just not answering any of the blows from Almeida. And Almeida was, was just fighting like a beast, man. Uh, Philip Rowe, local guy, um, fights out of Orlando. Um, and he had a great come-from-behind win on these uh, early prelims here against Jason Witt. Jason Witt, who had, I think, like a 10- or 11-inch reach disadvantage, uh, in my opinion, it's still debatable whether or not reach is an advantage or not. Uh, I don't personally believe in that, but I'm biased because I'm a guy with a short reach. But uh, Philip Rowe had a long reach advantage. Jason Witt was able to close the distance, take him down repeatedly in the first round. Um, but then Philip Rowe was able to find his range in the second round, looked fantastic, was able to put Jason Witt down, follow up with, with some big hammer fists, uh, and again, Chris Tagnoni, uh, the referee, had to step in and uh, and call this one. Uh, very impressive performance by the welterweight Phil Rowe. Um, and then we had Malcolm Gordon beat 
uh, Dennis Bondar by an arm injury. I did not catch this fight, but uh, apparently it happened in the first round, minute 22 seconds in. This was the only fight I did not catch on this card, so I'll have to go back and check that one out. But solid card, man. I can't stress enough how impressed I was with Chidi Njikawani, um and with Jailton Almeida. Um, those two, uh, you know, set my Google alerts for the next time they're both fighting. I can't wait. Um, the main event left a little bit to be desired, but, um, you know, luckily for Sean Strickland and for Jack Hermanson, um, he, th their future is going to be determined by what happens next weekend. Mark says the dude ended up with three elbows. So I guess his arm got snapped up pretty good. You have to go back and watch that one. Uh, I guess for those of you who are squeamish, like don't go back and watch that. All right, next week we got UFC 271, a rematch between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker, the champ against the former champ. I think, I know Mark's not going to want to hear this. I think a lot of people, and I'm not one of them, I think a lot of people are writing Robert Whitaker off here because of the way the first fight went. It was very one-sided. I feel like it was not the Robert Whitaker we're used to. I think we're going to see a different approach. I think we're going to see a more patient Robert Whitaker. I think we're going to see him take the Yan Blahovich fourth round approach. You know, when Yan took Israel down in the fourth round of their fight and just kind of held him to the canvas. Uh, a lot of people forget, man, how good of a grappler Robert Whitaker is. And I know last I heard, Robert Whitaker was a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He may have progressed since then. Israel Adesanya got his purple belt from Andre Galvao. That's a little suspect to me. Uh, I don't think he's been grappling that long. Like... I'm a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It took me over seven years to get my purple belt. I don't think we've been grappling the same amount of time. I don't know how much time Israel Adesanya spent with Andre Galvao. I'm not trying to discredit his purple belt. I'm just saying that I would classify Robert Whitaker as a higher-ranked grappler overall than Israel Adesanya. And... Obviously, Robert Whitaker can strike. He's got some epic knockouts in the UFC. I think we're going to see a much more competitive fight this time. Um, I mean, Adesanya is incredible. He's, he's one of these once-in-a-lifetime talents. But Robert Whitaker is a guy that you just can't count out. The dude is indescribably tough. He's so well-rounded. He's got incredible skills everywhere. I think this is a great main event. I think this is an awesome card on paper. On paper, I think it's the best card. I think it's the best card of the year. Now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think this is the best card of the year. Co-main event, Derek Lewis and Ty Tuivasa. How do you not love that fight? Either one of these guys could end the fight with one big shot. Uh, I don't think we're going to end up with a Derek Lewis and Ganu scenario here. Uh, I think these guys are going to go for broke. And um, I I'm excited for that one. That's a really fun heavyweight co-main event. And then here is the monkey wrench in the gears of the middleweight division. Jared Cannonier against Derek Brunson. If Derek Brunson wins in impressive fashion, he definitely deserves a title shot. However, he has very quick losses to both of the guys in the main event, in Adesanya and Whitaker. If you remember the fight with Robert Whitaker, Brunson ran face first across the octagon, uh, you know, like an angry rooster and just got his block knocked off. Since then, we've seen a more patient Derek Brunson who uses his wrestling, beats up young kids 
uh, <laughs> trying to become the youngest UFC champion. Digs deep. And, you know, resorts to that wrestling uh, like he did against Kevin Holland. Man, he deserves it. I mean, I almost... I almost want to say that, like, the winner of Cannoneer and Brunson should fight Sean Strickland for the chance to fight for the title. Like, depending what happens, there, there's so many variables here. Like, Sean Strickland's in the equation. You can insert him into a title fight against the winner easily. But what happens between Cannoneer and Brunson is so paramount because they're both top-tier middleweights. There's no debating that. Um, but they both have losses to both of the guys fighting for the title. So, I don't know. I, I think we're just we're going to have to see something fantastic from one of these guys. Otherwise, just for the sake of parity, they're going to have to put Sean Strickland against uh, the winner of Adesanya and Whitaker which I would love to see. I would love to see Strickland against Whitaker. I think that's a really fun and interesting fight. I'd love to see Strickland against Adesanya. Even going off of this last performance of Sean Strickland, I still feel like it would be fun. I feel like the buildup would be really fun between Adesanya and Strickland. I feel like those two guys kind of understand how to play the game a little bit, and uh, they would have some fun with it. Kyler Phillips against Marcelo Rojo. Uh, Bobby Green against Nasrat Hockprost. As long as Hockprost, uh, you know, makes it to the scale, we'll see that one. Andre Arlovsky still hanging in there against uh, Jared Vandera. That'll be a fun. Roxanne Mataferi, apparently her farewell fight against Casey O'Neill. Um, you know, we as fans owe a lot to Roxanne Mataferi. She's been putting on really fun performances for years and years and years going back to Invicta. And even before that, um, big fan of Roxanne Mataferi. Uh, of course, her longtime training partner, Serena De Jesus has been a longtime friend of the show, made many appearances. One of my favorite guests of all time, uh, Alex Perez and Matt Schnell, uh, William Knight, and Maxine Grishin, that's one to keep your eyes on. That's a fun light heavyweight matchup. Alexander Hernandez and Hernato Moicano. Okay, that's one I wasn't expecting. I guess Alex Hernandez dropped in weight. Uh, there's a lot of fights on this card. 15 fights on this card. I'm going to give you guys my sleeper pick, and it's going to be, if it happens, Bobby Green and Nasrat Hawkfrost. I think that's a really fun fight. And if, if these two happen to find each other uh, standing across the octagon from one another, uh, I think that's an awesome fight. All right, so that's UFC 271. That's the recap of UFC Vegas 40 seven ish whatever it happens to be um i'm on my way after i wake the wife up from her nap i'm on my way to uh go see chicago tonight i've never seen chicago uh we did the um you know they can you get discounted tickets for for buying it day uh we weren't planning to see a broadway show but we were like ah, fuck it we're here new york Go see a show. I, I've seen many Broadway shows. I'm a big fan of Wicked. Uh, that's a great one. And it, it's become even more sentimental for me because my daughter is such a big fan of the Frozen movies. And Adina Menzel is the voice of Elsa in that. And she's the voice of, she was the original Elphaba from Wicked. Uh, fantastic Broadway show. Uh, if you've never seen it, I was a big Wizard of Oz fan growing up as a kid. It may come as a surprise to a lot of you, but I loved the Wizard of Oz. I would watch it three and four times a day. Uh, I, I showed it to my daughter a few months ago, and she actually loved the movie as well. But 
in the in the days of YouTube and Disney Plus and all these things, it it kind of gets lost in the mix. And you know, we're in a big Encanto phase right now. She loves Encanto. Um, <clears throat> Travis says he loves Chicago. I think I'm gonna like it too. Claudia has seen it before. I have not. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the movie. I'm anticipating a good show. I mean, by then, we're both going to be halfway through a bottle of this uh, delicious Elijah Craig um, straight rye whiskey, which, you know, for anyone who cares, is not a sponsor of the show. I just talk about things that I enjoy. If I really enjoy it, I'll talk about it a lot. Uh, so after I wake her up, which, like, she's obviously knocked out behind me while I've been talking about the fights, um, I guess I just have, like, a soothing voice that just her right to sleep um i always say like if they ever if there's ever like a national shortage of ambien they can probably like take my wife's blood and like make a new version of ambien out of it because she can fall asleep you know standing up in the rain like no problem she can just be bang lights out well i've always been a little bit of an insomniac myself um, so we're, we're different in that way, but you know, opposites attract, right? Um, I, I'm looking forward to, um, to going to a show though. We'll see how, we'll see how, uh, how it pans out. Um, I think it'll be fun. Uh, as long as she wakes up and we'll grab a slice of pizza on the way, a few dollar slices, get into the show, have a, have some drinks and, um, you know, I'm going to be posting on social media uh, some of my journeys here through uh, the new Manhattan, the post-COVID Manhattan, the post-de Blasio Manhattan, however you want to refer to it. I'm not going to get into politics here. You guys know uh, that that's not my thing. Uh, I don't want you. Uh, I don't want to influence the way you guys uh, vote or, or look at the world or anything like that. I'm just here to talk about booze and fighting. Uh, and if you enjoy booze and fighting or both, you want to get some MMA on the Rocks merchandise, you can do so through our friends at Team Reaper. Reaper1.co is the website. You can buy an over-the-top, under-the-influence T-shirt, tank top, or hoodie. And <laughs> I wish I had one of those hoodies now because it is fucking freezing here in new york city uh and i still don't have one of my own hoodies but you can own one and you can save yourself 10 percent by using the promo code mma rocks 10 right here as always i will put all the links in the show notes whether you're watching on youtube watching on facebook watching on twitter listening on apple Podcasts, listening on spotify listening on google play I don't know if we're, maybe we've been canceled from Spotify. Maybe they're kicking us off like Joe Rogan. I don't know. Who knows what tomorrow holds? But I can tell you what you can hold in your hand. Some merchandise from Mountain Man on the Rocks through our friends at Team Reaper. Or you can hold yourself a bottle of Elijah Craig straight rye whiskey. Just go to your local liquor store. It's easy to find. Get yourself a bottle for about 30 bucks. I'll have you slurring your words just like me. <laughs> Are you ready to sponsor me, Elijah Craig? Heaven Hill Distillery? One of my favorite whiskey distilleries in all seriousness. <sighs> in any case, Mark says he was rudely interrupted and he's not mad at my picks. I didn't make any picks, Mark. The only thing I picked was this whiskey. Picked it at the liquor store. I didn't say who was going to win. I was just giving different scenarios here. Anyway, before I make anybody else mad, let me head out of here. And um, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my time in what's left of Manhattan um, in the sad state that it's in currently. I, I really hope they rebound. I really do. I have a lot of great memories in this city. And um, I would love to make some great memories with my daughter and my wife here. Um, more memories with my wife because we spent a lot of time here when we were young and childless. Uh, but we're going to make the best of it tonight. Follow along on social media at MMA on the Rocks. 
everywhere on social media except TikTok because I don't know how to do that shit. Until next time. Cheers, everybody. Goodbye.